Following the decision by banks to extend loan deferral periods and the state government's decision to re-lock down Melbourne, ANZ's Head of Australian Retail and Commercial Banking, Mark Hand, talks to Blue Notes about the implications, how ANZ will support customers and the broader economic outlook as COVID-19 plays out. Hello, Mark, and thanks very much for joining us on, on Blue Notes. There's been an extension now by, by the banks, including ANZ, to those deferrals that were being offered to, to retail and, and business consumers, which were due to end in, in September, but there was a bit of a worry that too much was ending in September, some other packages and things. So that's now extended for four months. But can you talk us through the thinking behind that? Yeah, sure. I guess one thing to remember is when we say it ends in September, um, that's, I guess, on the basis that it was about the end of March that we announced the package, and that's six months to that point. A couple of things to remember is it, it was, for the, particularly for the home loans, it was actually a three-month package with a checkpoint to decide whether a continuation of six months um, to six months should continue. And also, um, there was no deadline, there was no closure of that arrangement if you like so for instance if you came to us today and said that you've been impacted by the pandemic your revenue's been hit your income's been hit um, you can start the package today so yes there is a larger number that would finish theoretically around the end of september um, because that's six months on there's a whole bunch of customers that started in april and may there's customers who are at the three-point check mark that would be in a position to resume their repayments, so won't look for that three-month extension. And uh, there are customers whose circumstances have probably changed significantly and um, have decided that they can come off the package. And indeed, that's that's what you have seen in um, in quite a few cases, isn't it? That some people have decided, well, in the first place, some decided not to go ahead with the deferral after talking with the bank. Some have now started to make uh, full repayments some have started to make part repayments uh, and as you say that the timing is from when they started so it, it actually is quite a varied picture of customers i take it yeah it is so i think we we captured requests or expressions of interest if you like from our customers at the outset and it was something like 13 percent of customers um, made a phone call to us and said that they um, they might need to avail of the package. Some of those were worried about where their circumstances might lead, but it never panned out that way. So some of those just opted out and said, well, I don't even need the conversation because um, I'm okay. Others had the conversation to understood what the offer was and decided it wasn't right for them. So um, the end result was only about 9% of our home loan customers ended up taking up the offer of the deferral arrangement. And some of those have seen, you know, widely varying circumstances since that time. For for a large number, we can't see it for all of our customers, but for a large number of those customers, we have line of sight to the income that hits their account. And so we've got some idea as to how they're faring, if you like, without having to have that conversation. You know, and, and interestingly, over half the customers have not seen a change in their income level. So they're still maintaining, you know, broadly that same level of income that they had um, prior to the pandemic hitting. In fact, 11% of our customers have seen an increase in income um, since the pandemic hit for various reasons. 
Um, even though some of them might be working more hours, for instance, um, or gone from, you know, you might have been a part-time nurse that's gone full-time in this environment. So there are people that are actually earning more in this environment. And then there's a, a cohort of customers whose income is off a little bit, um, you know, probably you know, circa 20%. And then there's certain customers who unfortunately have seen their income drop to zero. And so, you know, these, there's widely different circumstances for the customers, which is why it, what it really needs to be next is a, an individual conversation with each of these customers to understand their circumstances and what's, what's best for them. So as it happens, we have spoken with regulators and government um, and as an industry, we've agreed that where it's the right thing to do for some customers where the impact is still significant and there's still a strong belief that coming out of the pandemic, um, they'll be able to rebound and recover to where they were. Um, there is a, a potential four month extension um, for those customers um, and in some cases, That'll mean customers have deferred their payments as late as 31 March in uh, 2021. And that will be the right thing for some customers. But for the vast majority of customers where their income levels haven't been impacted, and we, we've got customers who continue to make repayments on their mortgage, even though they're in, um, even though they put a package in place. For some of those customers, the right thing for them to do would be to resume repayments and resume paying down that debt. And we'll find a certain number of customers that will, will realise that that is the right thing for them because you don't want to just kick the can down the road forever. And we've had this discussion before, but for some customers, a deferral isn't the right answer at all, is it? I mean, there is some, unfortunately, there'll, there'll be cases where even with deferrals, people, whether they're business or individual circumstances, won't allow them to come back after COVID. Yeah, that's right. And that's probably going to be particularly felt um, for those who have seen their income fall, fall to zero and probably strongly felt in the small business market where, you know, the viability of some businesses on the other side of this will be impacted. Now, we saw Melbourne go into a further six-week period of lockdown and this is going to be particularly tough and I think particularly acute in the, in the Melbourne market where a lot of small business customers may have been able to absorb the impact of the first um, shutdown. There was excellent government support in, put in place at the same time as the, the bank put packages out for customers. Um, we don't know what level of support will continue on for those customers beyond the six months. But some of those customers are going to find it very difficult to endure a second shutdown period and the second big blow to their business and unfortunately that will make it difficult for some of those customers to to recover and get back to where they want even even with a good Christmas trading period which won't be the saviour for everyone but for some customers uh, a strong a strong Christmas trading period if things are back to normal and we've seen a spike so we don't know we don't know what things will look like come Christmas but we're, we're hopeful that some customers will, will reap that benefit, but not all will. And I, I think it's going to be very hard on, on some small business customers in particular. As you say, uh, Victoria has now moved back to stage three lockdowns in the metropolitan area and uh, one shire adjacent to there. Does that give you a sense then of, of what Australia as a whole for, the, um, for your customers is going to look like? Because at least the first time around, it was sort of consistent. Now it's going to be quite fragmented nationally. Yeah, it does. It does make it more difficult. Um, 
I guess one of the things that will help for when Melbourne comes out of the second period of lockdown is we'll have a few months trading history of businesses and incomes in other states to get a much stronger read on what's likely to happen next in Melbourne. Um, you know, one of the unknowns at the moment is how will businesses recover, how quickly they'll recover, um, how quickly will, will people that have lost work or lost income be able to recover that. So the other states are going to be a very good leading indicator to what we might expect to see here in Melbourne. And that will probably help us and the customers make some of those decisions about um, what's best for them going forward, whether they um, they persist with the business or whether they decide it's, it's time to, to do something else. So I think that's going to be a benefit in, in this time. But yeah, like you say, it's going to be at different paces um, and different impacts across the country. And again, it is obviously very early, but is there a sense uh, within what you're looking at with your business and with your retail customers that the economy actually hasn't fared as, as it's fared badly, but not as badly as may have been feared. We've seen some, some quite good data, actually. Yeah, it has. Um, in fact, some of the, some of the trading data the, for certain industries is significantly up. And we've seen, if we look at our, our merchant data and have a look at the trading of our customers, the, the value of um, transactions that are going through our merchant facilities is higher than the same time last year, and it's um, certainly higher than, than when the pandemic hit. Um, and having said that, cash transactions are off you know, anywhere between 25 and 40%. And so some of those transactions have migrated to, um, to whether it be online or you know, paywave transactions. Um, so we have seen um, a spike on that side and, and some pleasing numbers in terms of the, the turnover of some of our customers. So that has been surprisingly good. We've seen um, auction numbers across the country kind of restore themselves to where um, auction numbers were prior so to the same time last year. Now this time last year wasn't boom time, but now that's probably held up better. Um, there's more activity in the market than we might have otherwise expected. Um, and there's certainly a high level of refinance activity in the market to complement that. So you know, no doubt financial institutions in the mortgage space are busy across the country in that space. But there has been some, um, some really pleasing economic data that has not been as bad as we first anticipated. And when, when we look at the, the situation with these deferrals then, you were talking about, the, well, you're still able to seek the original deferrals. That period hasn't closed. Um, you may have elected for whatever reason not to, so, but you can still seek a deferral now. Do you get a sense, though, of how that's trending? Have inquiries come right off? Have they started to pick up again? Yeah, they have. And you might recall in the early days, we were, we were receiving thousands of phone calls a day with so much uncertainty of late, we've been down to um, a little over 100 calls a day of customers inquiring about the package. Now, again, not all of them will go on to it, but they've seen what's happened over the last few months. They've got a much clearer understanding of their own circumstances. So you know, if they're calling us now, it is, it is highly likely that it is the right outcome for them. And as you say, we've, there's no time limit on that package. We haven't closed that off. If a customer realises today that they've been impacted, they should absolutely call us. And in particular, this will be highly relevant in Melbourne. So, you know, I'd expect to see um, the number of inquiries rise in the coming weeks as a lot of customers that might have 
absorbed the first shutdown start to realise that a second one is, is really going to push them to the edge and they will need that support. So I'd expect to see the, uh, the number of inquiries rise over the coming weeks, particularly out of Melbourne. Mm. And when we look at this, this new announcement of the, the extra four months, what would be the kind of customer that you see that actually benefiting? What circumstances are those customers in where that four months is, is really appropriate? I think one of the dangers was with a lot of the customers coming off packages um, after 31 September and potentially other government support ending around about the same time, it would be a difficult period for people coming into Christmas in particular um, to find work, um, to um, re-establish a business at that time. So, you know, one of the one of the decisions or decision points around extending that would be to get people through the Christmas trading period, particularly for a business, to see how much that helps. That is typically a time where a lot of businesses increase sales. Not all businesses, but a lot of businesses have a, a very busy season leading into Christmas. So we wanted to see that we could get them past that that timeline, if you like, to see, given the best chance of recovering out the other side, um, they'll have a much clearer view early in the new year, in 2021, where they stand and their ability to, to trade profitably going forward if they're a small business or you know, if they're an individual, they'll have a clear idea of their employment going forward. So really the part of it was about getting us through that, through that period. And look, hopefully, obviously, a lot of people do get through that period and, and hopefully the packages aren't needed to a huge extent. But thanks for, for talking through that with us and thanks very much for your time. No worries, thanks. Thank you for listening to Blue Notes. This podcast was produced by the Blue Notes editorial team with music by Kevin McLeod. Blue Notes is a publication of ANZ Banking Group.